Hey, welcome to the That's What I Thought podcast. This is a podcast where my husband Mike and I talk all about the things we're learning, the questions we have, and the times we say, my bad. We hope that this casual conversation about life, love, relationships, and communication is a place you find encouragement in your day. Let's get into it. Welcome back to That's What I Thought podcast, (laughs) and we are very excited for today. We're continuing our series about healthier conversations. Yay! Yay, I'm here with Annette. Say hi. Hi. Hey. It's me, Annette. It is Annette. And so last week we talked a little bit about uh, just, well, we kind of introduced the series, and then we really talked about um, going into conflict with people. Mm -hmm. And so today we're going to talk a little bit more specifically in the context of conversations of conversations yeah i guess more broad (laughs) yeah broader in the conversations yeah more into just conversations and so today we're going to talk specifically about how to ask better questions yay and so annette we got all right asking questions is something that i'm kind of infamous for infamous it's true you are you have questions <laughs> i um yeah i'm not i'm not infamous for a lot of things maybe i am i'm infamous I'm amazing. for my laugh <laughs> and probably asking more questions so much so that one of my uh co-workers one time told me i should write a book of questions in it but like i don't really get the hype it's one of those things that i'm like i don't understand why this is weird this is what i do because i no, Nobody it's not even it. like it's yeah it's not even a thing that i do it's right. just like I ask questions I want to know the answer to, and I genuinely care about the answer. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, no, I don't. <laughs> okay, it's just me. <laughs> this is one of those things where I'm like, I didn't know I was crazy, but I guess maybe I am. I, to me, it's an uncomplicated thing because I, yeah, like I said, I just ask questions I want to know the answers to. Yeah. And I think some people, maybe the difference is they have more of a filter. <laughs> And they're like, maybe I shouldn't ask this question. Or maybe they're just not thinking about those other things. I think it's more the filter. Yeah. Of it. It's more like, for example, or not for example. But so you know, Annette is infamous for asking questions that catch you off guard in the moment. So like, for example, Annette would ask, what's a question that, what's a question you have right now for me? About you? Yeah. What? Do you wish, what body part do you wish was awesome or? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's not racy. What? No, what I meant was. What? <laughs> I meant like if you could change one physical feature about yourself, <laughs> which one would you change and how would you want it to be? Yeah, so questions like that. I remember when we worked together at the church. <laughs> you didn't answer my question, but no. what did I just say? What? I genuinely want to know the answers to the questions that I asked. I was just looking for an example. You had to find an answer for the, the end of this, though. What is a body part that you like wish was cooler? Is the initial question I asked. But what? What? Then I. Yeah. No. If you could change one. All body like, parts if you could change one of your body parts, what would you change about it, and like why? My mouth. I wish it was larger, because I have a small mouth. Yeah. It's really annoying, and a lot of different ways. See, and then I get to ask you why is why does that annoy you? Because I have a large mouth, 
Anyways, both in the sense that I talk a lot and that it's actually <laughs> physically large. Physically large. <laughs> so. so then I get to ask, why does it bother you? And I get to learn more about you. Yeah. And so Annette was, <laughs> is infamous for this, especially around dodging my question. The work. I mean, <laughs> trying to have a conversation about this. Uh, so like for as another example, I remember like I would walk into her office. I'd be like, hey, Annette, how are you? She'd be like, I'm good. How does your soul feel today? It's one of my favorite questions. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What is this question? This is so caught off guard. And so it's kind of really what you're known for is asking intense questions, like good questions, just catches people off guard, which can be considered weird. And then also you have like your random questions, like what body part do you wish were more awesome? (laughs) That's an important question. <laughs> it tells me so much about you. Or so, if you, what, what is your spirit animal? You know, like here's my thing is like, I don't want to waste my time with stupid questions <laughs> that I don't care about the answer to. <laughs> like, you know, like small talk questions. And like, people how are, are you? Yeah. I'm good, Sharon. I'm good. Yeah. And people are like, 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 I hate small talk. Yeah. And all these things. And I'm like, I don't really hate small talk. But also, I'm going to ask you the questions I care about. <laughs> so sure. maybe people wouldn't consider that small talk. But it's really more just like get to know you kind of things, which is also kind of like that's the part I enjoyed about like going on dates with people is like just getting to know people. But I like that about anything. That's what you did like about dating or you didn't like? That's what I did like. Okay. Like I like learning about people. No. But I also just I can do that in a work from context. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I don't need to go on dates, but I did get free dinners then sometimes. But anyway, all that to say. I never once got a free dinner. My <laughs> Well, so I seem to be you. doubly expensive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I just, I think there's just so many like social norm yeah. questions that we feel like we're supposed to ask, but we don't really care about. Yeah. And I'm, I just want to be like, BS, if you don't care about it, then don't ask me. You know what I'm saying? No, that's real true. And I have like kind of like you have this innate desire or this you, you want to ask real questions yeah or i want to give real answers <laughs> that's so why I, we're married babe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is like i hate small talk because i hate just like people are like how are you doing today like i'm gonna tell you what's going on like i want to like i'm just gonna be like i'm not gonna be like hey you know today's good like, I'm just like, go honestly, straight to the oversharing <laughs> no just kidding that's not cool don't do that well, i do it pro- sometimes there's appropriate levels like sharing. i had uh uh, conversation at work. Like, hey, Micah, how you doing today? I'm like, well, honestly, I've had a rough eight hours because I had X, Y, Z things happen. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> then we had a nice long conversation about that. And, and Mike was like, if you don't want the answer, don't ask. Don't ask, all right? I don't, I'm not here. I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to give you a real answer. Don't ask uh... questions you aren't prepared for a real answer for. I think that goes back to my uh, the the introvert extrovert conversation we had in our second episode too because yeah. I just yeah I hate small talk I don't have time I'm bad at it I don't really care when I ask questions which is what's different about me and you I don't really care about the questions I'm asking people <laughs> <laughs> I don't that well no I don't really care I don't, I, I don't I, yeah it's pretty simple. do you not care about the person no <laughs> I don't care about the small talk, the typical small talk conversations. You just don't care to have that conversation. Yeah. I'd rather either have a real conversation or just not have a conversation at all. Mm-hmm. 
I heard someone on a podcast today talking about how they think that is a trend with a lot of Gen Z millennial churchgoers. How it's they, that experience. They don't want to waste time on, yeah, the show things. Yeah. Which it's is probably that authentic, authentic thing. Authenticity. That's the word I wanted. Yeah. yeah uh, and even like with <coughs> a quick little side note that Gen Z, <laughs> like even the fact like, uh, like boomers and baby boomers and whatever the one between that is, is that millennials? No. The me generation. The me generation. They're all about like the Our physical things. Generation. Yeah. Like they, they love having like physical, like they're more materialistic, mm-hmm. but because like they grew up without those things because they went through like depression and nobody had money. And then they're working hard and we're going to get money and we're yeah. going to have nice things. But then like millennials and Gen Z are more experience oriented. Like Christmas yeah. time, they're going to be more apt to give a gift of an experience so like that's what i wanted to, yeah see. like like annette wanted <laughs> annette wanted a, a zoom membership so we got annette a zoom membership for christmas we specific did. not zoom zoo. zoo everyone i tell i like i got a zoom membership they're like zoom membership why did you want a zoom membership i'm like because no talk about paper to see no. the animal <laughs> <laughs> an animal zoo as in zoology zoology <laughs> <laughs> zoo uh yeah so I got her that because that's more of what she was interested. Because it's so, something we can do together and yeah, and have experiences yeah. rather and memories. than being like, I want a coat that I'll get wear rid for of a in while, five years. Get rid of which is longer than other people would. I'm just am frugal. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, um, but yeah. So that's a little side note. Yeah, Gen Z's. Per- so if you're older and you're thinking about Christmas gifts for your millennial slash Gen Z kids, think about it experience that you can offer them instead of an actual gift because they're gonna like that more hmm. so boom little nugget for you <laughs> back to the actual anyway, conversation <laughs> asking good questions i think starts again in that conversation we had last time about like seeking to understand yeah like if you don't genuinely care about the answer like i said why are you asking the question yeah so ask questions you want answers to that's why i always like to make mine interesting because i'm i want to be engaged i want to learn i understand i want to understand and like the easiest way to do that is to like get someone to tell a story so like i love meeting new people anyway let me just impart some of my (laughs) some of my winning others over wisdom to you but so like i was and am am is always where we be in yeah a counselor for high school girls at camp and I've done youth group and all those things and <clears throat> many, many things. So like we're Dean Dean and I'm Thank like, you. okay, so what, what is something that people aren't normally going to talk about that all of us have in common periods? I don't have that in common with you. No, babe. I was talking about the girls. Though. Oh, <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> no context. Seeking to understand. <laughs> it's always the first thing you do is find common ground as quickly as possible. Because if we have common ground, then we can start to build a relationship. Micah's strategy is to always create an inside joke as fast as That's possible. True. So, but I, yeah, I'm common ground. It's the same thing. Like then you have a shared memory. But, yeah, shared memory, shared experience. Yeah. So when I counsel these girls, a lot of times the icebreak I'll do is like, "Tell me your first period story," because. Every girl has a first period story, and usually they're like kind of funny. I don't think or... I know yours. You want me to tell you? 
I'll tell you after I finish my point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. I've told you. I'll tell you again. I forget. For I'm it. not afraid. Here it is, world. Sorry for anyone who's disgusted, but every every <laughs> girl has. That's not what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very uh, real part of being a woman. So if you have them, praise God, because that means you can have babies if you want to. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, so I get to ask these girls like, hey, tell me your first period story. And it does like so many things. Number one, it takes down those barriers of like, I need to look cool in front of my friends because I can lead with my story and be like, yeah, so when I was in seventh grade, I had my first period and it was the week of tech week for a musical, which is like a horrible week because you're there late every night. You're making sure everything's perfect. It's really stressful, all these things, blah, blah, blah. And so to add on top of it, I start my period and I like had no clue what was happening. <laughs> like I knew because we had talked about it in health class a little bit. So I had an idea but I'd also been having bloody noses all that week. <laughs> that sounds familiar. So I thought that the blood from my nose was coming out of the other end. <laughs> like something happened. And I, yeah, that's exactly right. Some I was serious like, drainage. I was like, yeah. I was like, mom, either the blood from my nose is coming out, or something happened. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and it came in to like clarify it. So like, yeah. Then you have this funny story that you share. Everybody has it in common by this age, usually when you're in high school. I know some girls get theirs really late, but most of the time, this is a common story. It's not like you're shaming the other person. And you get to laugh about it, and like now you have common ground, and you feel more comfortable to share things. And You share something relatively intimate yeah. with somebody, which is also cool. Yeah, and you're starting to build that, that relationship yeah. then. Because they are like, oh, I can trust this person. They trust me with their... Again, vulnerability breeds vulnerability. Yeah, it does. So I like to ask, <laughs> I like to ask those questions about people because here's my theory. There are people who tell me that they don't like to talk about themselves. <laughs> Number one, <coughs> two, an extrovert. <laughs> and a three, and someone who loves to talk about themselves. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and it's not true either. Yes. My theory is it's not true because like everybody wants to be known. Like if you don't want to like tell things about yourself, mm -hmm. it's all of humanities. It's our nature to want to be known. That's like why our relationship with God is so powerful because he knows us so entirely and so intimately in every detail, like even more than we know ourselves or remember, like he knows all those things and still loves us. Yeah. Like that's what makes that relationship with God so incredible. And that's to a degree, what we want from all of our human relationships is to be known entirely and still loved. Yeah. And so, like, you may not want to be my friend or be talking to me, but you still want to be known. Yeah. Like, everybody wants to feel important <coughs> or recognized or seen. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care how introverted or a wallflower or homebody or whatever you are. Everybody wants to be yeah. known and seen and loved. Yeah, and I'd read a couple before I started my position at the church that I had for a while. I read a couple books about like people skills for like youth pastors and people skills for regular people and just like how to have small conversation, small mm -hmm. talk that I don't like to have. But like almost every single thing I read about it was like, hey, talk about the other person because it's a lot easier to talk about yourself than it is to talk about than to ask questions. Mm -hmm. or to, you know, to, to be the one. Yeah. So there was always like, ask personal questions, remember their name, 
Huge. Remember a fact that you learned in those conversations uh-huh. because next time they're it, it's going to build a quick relationship. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> so yeah, like that's, I don't even know if it's a theory. I think it's like a proven thing that like people will talk about. It's a lot easier. Science. Cite- <laughs> What's the name of that book? I need to cite that. I think it's literally um, uh, people skills for youth pastors. I've downstairs. So oh, there you go. It's a really small book. It's great. Uh, <laughs> My kids doesn't read. love to read. <laughs> no, dyslexics. It's, words are hard. But <clears throat> yeah, I really liked it. It was really good. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. think it's theory. I think it's a proven thing that people want to talk about themselves. Not even necessarily that they want to talk about themselves, but it's a lot easier for people to talk about themselves than it is to uh, carry on a conversation to about somebody else's. Yeah, to, yeah, then to get to know you. Which is why, again, I think, again, for the first time, I think asking questions. Just again, I was thinking about it, earlier. about it earlier. And then she does, oh, okay. you weren't Anita there? Has this horrible, <laughs> let me share a little bit about our relationship. And it oh. has this horrible thing about bringing up <laughs> either a new conversation point as if she had already been talking about it for five minutes. I've been talking about it in my head yeah. for five days. Or <laughs> <Where were> you. <laughs> And I'm like, what are you talking about? Right now? Like, she gives no context as to what she's talking about. Or she'll, we'll have a conversation. She did this Saturday, yesterday morning where we went to coffee and we were talking about helping a friend set up a store. Uh-huh. Uh, and then for like a little small business she's trying to start. And then we started talking about something else. And then like half an hour later, she's like, also, I think what we should do with Chris <laughs> or, you know, to help this other person out. And I'm like, what are you? Wait, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, I'm back to this thing. I'm like, let me know that. <laughs> I think what happens is my brain is that that thing is of A-level importance. So I'm thinking about it, continuously processing how I feel about it. And yeah. so then I just keep the conversation like it's already, yeah. like it's been happening the whole time. Because that's what I've been thinking about the whole time, even when we were talking about other things. <laughs> Which is like. I think it's more of an extrovert thing. Like I can keep multiple conversations going in my head at one time. Yeah. So like to me, I'm having this most important conversation while I'm also having these other little conversations. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like, oh, I'm going to jump back into this other really important conversation. Just jump right back in without <laughs> letting you know any context is what I'm jumping back in. I'm getting better at figuring it out quickly, but I still tell you so that way you know that you're doing it. So somebody who doesn't know you as well isn't just like, what in the world are we talking about right now? Okay, wait, two little side stories quick because they're hilarious. First, me and my friend Paige, we one time we're talking in my room and we were literally both talking at the same time without thinking about it. Like about the same idea, but having two separate conversations. <laughs> but both of us felt like we were talking to each other. And like there was a moment where I stopped and was like, hey, we're both talking at the same time about the same thing. But it feels right. Like we're, 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 we're on the same page, right? She's like, yeah, totally. No, I thought we were good. Is something wrong? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, we're good. Now we good. We're so. just talking at the same time. And two, I think I get that from my dad also because to him, it's just like this ongoing fun thing for him if you can read his mind and figure out like what the context of the conversation is that he's having. So like he'll like bring up these inside jokes and reference and like really weave them in and stuff and you have to like figure out what he's talking about. And he's like, you get me. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> anyway, that's just some goofy things <laughs> about my family. But being known is what we're talking about. Yeah. And like being brave enough to start that conversation, which I think is the trait of any great leader, 
because I mean, especially in the context that you're talking about, like you're the youth pastor talking to a student or what in that situation. And so I think I'm probably also more inclined to this because I'm more likely to take control of a situation than other people. Um, So asking questions comes more easily than to me. But I think if you are in any leadership position, asking questions is something you should work on in your life, like how to ask better questions because it builds better, stronger relationships. So like, I really want, like we said, to seek to understand and I really want to understand you. So like to understand someone, I need to know what's most important to them, right? I want to know what they value the most. So uh, a lot of times I'll be like, tell me a story about the person you love the most in the whole wide world. Like if it's just a random person I don't know anything about. My fa- One of my favorites is like with couples. I did this the other day at our Christmas party, our staff Christmas party. It's like <laughs> his wife went to get something. Usually I'll just do it when they're both in front of me. But I'll be like, hey, what's your favorite thing about so-and-so? Like what's your favorite thing about your significant other? Oh, yeah. which I think is an amazing question <clears throat> for many reasons. One, it creates such a fun moment for like you and your spouse or yeah. other that you like get to compliment them in front of the other person. Yeah. And two, it's interesting because like some people will take a really long time to think about something. Yeah, oh, snap. Uh- <laughs> and some people like think of it right away. Yeah. And like, not that I'm saying you can really judge their relationship based yeah. on that. It's more of a processing. Thing. But I just think it, yeah, it's just interesting because I, that's something oh cute I think about all the time it's like I'm always thinking about like what do I love about Micah and if somebody asked me what would I tell them because I always want to speak well of Micah and all yeah. the good things I love about him my favorite thing to do sorry to, go ahead uh is when you ask those questions is to immediately also ask and what is your least favorite thing <laughs> about this person spice it up <laughs> and which, which gets some fun answers most of the time they'll just ignore it all together or they'll have like some real corny. Oh, I hate that. Say. People always laugh me off like I'm kidding. I'm like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Answer like, the question. No, like, what's your least favorite thing? But some <laughs> people are like real vulnerable and like, yeah. this is something that, you know, is just something that's contradictory to like my personality or things, you know, just things that we butt heads or, mm-hmm. which has been super, which is also really cool to hear, especially mm-hmm. as a young married couple. Yeah. To know that other couples don't have it all together. But then it's also really nice to start with that, hey, you're awesome. But then here's this other thing that we wrestle with. But. Yeah, and so not just cool. to stir the pot, but to understand them. Yeah. And then also you get to learn something yourself. Yeah. So I think like asking better questions not only is helpful in like building the initial relationship and making them feel loved, but it's essential in your own personal growth. Yeah. So like getting other people to tell you stories, like you're not going to learn anything new if you're not talking to people about anything new. That's true. And to go back to your point of how important asking conversations in a work setting or as a leader mm-hmm. in an organization or anything <laughs> uh reminded me of uh something dustin carr said who at dustin think what is it think lead live mm-hmm. um he said this awesome thing that i really loved uh where it's like the higher up in a cor- corporation or organization you are the more time you should spend asking questions not answering questions mm. yeah or not commanding or not like you're asking questions to understand what's going on shout out dustin so shout out dustin carr because that's that was a yeah, good a word, word. And i really liked it a lot i thought that was really cool uh-huh. to think about mm-hmm. so sure that was yeah my little, my little stolen nugget 
<laughs> yeah, so the understanding of what they love and who they love. So yeah. sometimes I'll ask like a couple questions like that, or I'll ask like, what what's your favorite thing you're reading right now? That's always a good one. Or yeah. like what like what's something you've been thinking a lot about lately? Or um what's one of your favorite hobbies or TV shows or something? Like yeah. even some of those like simple ones that you're maybe more used to are are good common ground making ones but then like we were just talking about one of my favorite ones is to just ask about things that i don't understand and i don't think a lot of people do that because it's uncomfortable because it shows your vulnerability yeah because you have to be like i don't get this i don't know what you know (laughs) (laughs) like the other day this is a weird one but i went to my friend who like knows a lot and I know she knows a lot because she's seen a lot and I was like what do you know about boils and so (laughs) she was like oh yeah and then she like went on this huge like conversation with me about like all these things about like how to treat them and what they look like and how they're normal and all of these things and it just like I was like oh I just learned so much (laughs) because I did because I was like vulnerable enough and brave enough to be like i don't get this thing can you explain it to me and i think one of the things that's been most helpful for me in life is to learn that like to be embarrassed and admit you don't know the answer is not just okay but really actually really beneficial yeah and to ask as many questions as you can as often as you can so yeah i do that a lot with food because i'm not great at cooking so like i'll ask a lot of questions (laughs) yeah and I like your idea of asking, <clears throat> of like just asking better questions as simply as like, not just asking, how are you? Mm-hmm. What's going on? You know, mm-hmm. to ask real it's questions, questions stuff. that, yeah, open-ended questions that aren't just like a simple answer mm-hmm. because this idea of asking better questions also helps your influence and your impact that you can make on other people. Mm-hmm. Because now people know that you're not just along for the, you're, you know, you're not just, you actually are investing in and are interested, genuinely interested in what's going on in their lives. It's not just like, hey, not just how's, your, you. how, how's your week going? It's like, hey, mm-hmm. what do you, uh, what do you got? You got big plans this weekend? Like what's going on? And then to, you know, like, oh yeah, I got this going on. Like, oh, well, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Follow so, up questions. Follow up questions. I huge. That is keep the conversation going. <laughs> that is something I learned from Annette. That follow questions are important. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah, clarify and clarify and clarify and clarify until you completely understand. And yeah. then ask another question. <laughs> <laughs> then ask another question. Yeah, I think, yeah, those are a lot of fun. And you can ask, like, silly questions are good, too. They don't have, have to be My serious. favorite question to ask people, which me, me I and realized. and Mike both have our go-to question. Yeah, my go-to question that I realized I haven't done in months because i don't think i've asked anybody at my new job now you have to know yeah is what is your if you could be any sea creature what would you be it's my favorite one because people are always like what and then they always ask like clarifying questions of can it be like something that lives like does it have to be a fish i'm like no if it lives in the sea it's a sea creature what is it or does it have to be real or fictional i'm like no Whatever, like people are like mermaid or a kraken. Annette, Annette's is a dolphin, or our friend Kristen's is a shark, uh-huh. hammerhead shark specifically, specifically, specifically hammerhead shark. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's just fun little 
questions that kind they're of just silly little she's things. also Kristen. our friend Kristen's also really notorious for asking fun questions she's great she does it she sends emails out every week to like her volunteers she works at the church as well mm-hmm. um and like that's how she that's like her confirmation mm-hmm. response is she sends out this weird question that they have to answer mm-hmm. and it's just a, it's just really fun and creative it's fun yeah and then I, the, sometimes those ones are the best because then you have something really lighthearted that they're gonna bring up again later yeah. and remember like Kristen loves hammerhead sharks and we did a get to know you gift type thing at Christmas and the present I got was a hammerhead shark and I immediately was like well this is Kristen because she loves hammerhead sharks <laughs> <laughs> so like just little things like that and then people like remember them and like give you little gifts and stuff it happens all the time like my brother Caleb loves cats or he did and so he got like a billion cat things it's just silly things <laughs> like it's silly things like that like people connect with and so yeah the last one pro tip Get people to tell stories and help them by being specific. Like one of my favorite things is to be like, tell me a story about, and then fill in the blank. One, one of my go-tos is tell me a story about when you were in third grade. Because I'm like, everybody was in third grade. Hashtag no child left behind. That's true. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like everybody has a memory, good or bad. Um, and sometimes I've, one person I asked, they were like, I don't remember what happened in third grade, but in second grade, this happened. And so like, you just like get these conversations going. Then you hear all like all these really cool stories. And that's also a really great one. Like speaking of Thanksgiving and Christmas happening, get to know your family more because there's stories in your family and your family legacy that you don't know. And you don't understand because you've never asked. So like, think about something you're curious about and ask them and people love to like, think through those memories and try to share them. Like, tell me something about our great grandma that you remember or my great grandma that you remember. Yeah. And like, maybe you find out a sad thing, but like you've learned more about that person. You can be more empathetic for them and compassionate or sympathetic and compassionate and supportive and all those things. So I just think learning the skill and practicing the skill of asking really good questions is not only fun and it makes good relationships, like it makes you a better leader and it, Helps you to be kind. Awesome. So, yeah. But those are just some ideas. So um, we'll have to ask you some fun questions. You oh, can yeah. answer. But get people to tell you stories this Christmas. That's your new objective. Love you guys. <laughs>